Welcome to Dr. Dominic New Love Ality's podcast. Dr. Dominic New Love Ality is a dynamic preacher and teacher with an extraordinary depth of knowledge and understanding of the principles of God's Word. He is the founder and leader of Living Faith Ministries International Church, one church in two locations, New York and Accra. His vision is to empower each and every believer to live a victorious life through Jesus Christ, to actualize their potential and tap into their God-given talents for the purpose of edifying their own lives and glorifying God's kingdom. Dr. Dominic Newloveality is worth hearing. Amen. Let's keep on standing. Let's keep on standing. Amen. Tonight, my agenda and my purpose is to help you understand how to assess what I've been teaching. Assessing the unsearchable riches of Christ. How to assess. How do you become a participant? How do you dig your bucket in the river and get a portion? One of the most pathetic things in life is to have things will to you and never enjoy any of them because of many factors. Sometimes lack of knowledge, sometimes understanding of where you are and all that. Tonight, I want to help you open your eyes. You have an inheritance. The reason why we talk about the inheritance in the word of God is because Jesus died and he rose and went to heaven and he left us an inheritance. Inheritance have to be enjoyed. Inheritance simply means that you didn't work for it. Somebody worked and left it over for you. There is an inheritance. There are things that you need to tap into to make your life. Let, let me say this. It is not the will of God for your life here on earth to be complex. Number two, Christianity is not supposed to be complex. No, not at all. It's supposed to be very simple. And for you to be able to be a partaker of what God is doing, I came to tell you tonight that there is nothing that you want to do that you cannot do. There is nothing. There is nothing, absolutely nothing. All limitations are mind games. Can I have a man? So our foundational scripture I've been using, that's the way I teach. I take one foundational scripture and so because I want you to remember when I'm gone, I want that scripture to be echoing in your spirit all the time. Philippians 4.19, but my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches, not according to your paycheck. Not according to your job. Not ago. And I, I'm saying to you, and I want you to get it. If this scripture is not true, then John 16 is not true. If this scripture is false, then Jesus' death and resurrection is a lie. Everything about scripture is a lie. It is the will of God. Beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospered. It is the will of God. The Bible tells us that I want to supply not some, not part, not a portion, but all your needs. So no matter what they are emotionally, financially, physically, materially, uh, health-wise, all your needs, every need you have, not according to what the doctor said, not according to what the economy says, not what according to the government, 
government says, not what according to the Democrats says, not what according to the Republicans says, but according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus, which tells us that there is a riches of his glory that is undepletable. It's undepletable. To support Bishop Dominic New Love Ality's ministry, visit www.lfmic.org slash give to give online and lfmic at aol.com or 914217071 on Cash App, Zelle, and PayPal, or 0246471458 on MTN Mobile Money. Thank you. In Psalm 105, Verse number 24, and I said to you yesterday that God doesn't speak the language of addition. He doesn't talk about additions. As for subtraction, it's not known in, there are certain languages that are foreign and strange in heaven. That's why the Bible says that, and the inhabitants of the kingdom must never say they are sick, because sickness is a strange language. Can I have a man? In Psalm 105, verse 24, the Bible says, and he increases people greatly. Oh my God. If this scripture is not true, then every other scripture is not true. He increases people greatly. And he made them stronger than their enemies. You, your enemy must never be stronger than you. I decree by the word of the Lord that your enemies will bow at your foot. Come on, say amen. They may not like you, but they can't hurt you. They may not like your children, but they can't hurt your children. I said they may not like you, but they can't hurt you. I know you don't like me, but you can't do anything about my success. Am I talking to somebody here? I know you don't like my children, but I don't care. Am I talking to somebody here? Why? Because it is written in the word of the Lord that he will make them stronger. He makes them stronger than their enemies. Makes them stronger. Deuteronomy 1, 11. One of my favorite scriptures in the Bible. 10 and 11. And the Lord your God have multiplied you. So you see, he's always talking about increase and multiplication. Exponential growth. And I said to you, one will chase a thousand. Why? Because it's exponential growth. God doesn't talk about addition. No, no. God doesn't speak about addition. I want you to... Expand your capacity to believe the things I'm teaching you tonight. Because I want to bring you to a place in your life where you'll understand that nothing is impossible. Can I have amen? He has multiplied you. And behold, you are this day as the stars of heaven for multitude. The Lord your God, the Lord God of your fathers, make you a thousand times. One thousand times. Not a hundred times. May the Lord your God make you a thousand times. Uh, uh, is somebody responding to that? May the Lord your God make you a thousand times so many more as you are and bless you. I decree the blessing of God over somebody today. My God, lift up your hand and shout it. Come on, I say I release the blessing of God over somebody in the house today. In the name of Jesus, you can never be cursed because you are blessed. You are so blessed, you can never be cursed. My God, I come to tell you, listen, the blessing of God over your life is stronger than any generational curse. 
Oh, I'm not hearing you. I said the blessing of God over your life is more powerful than any generational curse. I have blessed them and it can never be reversed. May the blessing of God over your life never be reversed. I'm not here. I say, may the blessing of God over your life, may it never be reversed. Shout and shout, amen. Stand on your feet and shout a big amen. Go to three, four, five, seven people and tell them, I am a blessed man. Look at me. I am a blessed man. I'm a blessed woman. Come on here. Amen. So let's go back. And Ephesians chapter 3, we read that yesterday, verse number 8. And you are, I, I said to you, you have to differentiate between the source and resource. And you need to disconnect, you need to detach yourself from things. Detach yourself from things. Don't be controlled by things. Detach yourself from things. Because your life do not consist of the abundance of things, abundance of things. Huh? Your life do not consist of the abundance of things. Listen, things can deplete, but the blessing of God over your life is undepletable. Amen? And you can carry a blessing. Now, I'm going to tell you some stuff because you have to understand that you can carry a promise. You know God's word. You know all the promises, but what you are lacking is the blessing because it is the blessing of God that empowers the promises to come to pass. Otherwise, you could confess in the word and nothing is working. You need to understand, like we, we saw yesterday, God can bless you physically. It will manifest in stuff. And then if you are not very careful, the things that comes to you now becomes the God that you are serving. And you, are, you get detached from the, resource, the source and then you start depending on the source. And that's how many people get hurt. That's what the Bible says, that the love of money is the root of all evil. Why? Because any time you disconnect yourself from the giver of the money, and then you start making the money your source, it becomes dangerous. Become very dangerous. So you need to understand that the provider huh, will provide things for you. Don't look at the provision. Look at, keep on looking at the provider. And one of the areas you know you are looking at the provider is your reaction. Number one, when things goes out of your life. Number two, when there is a demand on you for something that you hold dear and God says, I need this. The supplier supplies. Don't look at the supplies, look at the supplier. The creator creates. Don't look at the creation, look at the creator. The giver gives. Don't look at the things he has given you. Don't turn your car to a God. When you were not having a car, you used to come to church very early. You take the bus until you got a car. Once you had a car, now you have a lot of events. You now have a lot of events and a lot of outings. Before you got married, you were, part, you were very strong in a choir. Now after you got married, your marriage has become the God you are serving. You are disconnected from the one who brought the favor. When you don't have a child, you didn't have a child, look at the way you serve God and the vows you made until you had a child. Your child becomes the reason why you can't serve God the way you have to serve God anymore. It's a dangerous thing, church. 
It's a very dangerous thing. Very, very dangerous. In Ephesians chapter 3, verse number 8, unto me is this grace, I'm the least of all the saints, is this grace given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. I love the Amplify better. So he said, to me, though I am the very least of all the saints, God's consecrated people, this grace, favor, and this privilege. <laughs> listen, some of us, it, listen, we, you have no idea where some of us are coming from. If God is to choose really people who, do, who really deserve me, I won't be part of. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't belong. My family is poor. My background is poor. Listen, I went, to, I went to secondary school for five years. There was not one day my mother and my father showed up in the school. Not one day. I have to find a way to pay my own fees, pay my way through school. You don't understand. So if God is to really look at where some of us are coming from, but me, I'm the least, the least qualified, Maybe the least uneducated. But is this grace? That, listen, let me give you another definition of grace. Grace is God's supernatural enablement that enables you to do what you have to do and to become what you have to become and to go where you have to go. Let me say it again. Grace is God's supernatural enablement that enables you to go what you have to go, to do what you have to do, and to become what you have to become. So Paul says, this grace is given because I am, I am disqualified. Can I have amen? Now he said, was granted graciously and trusted to proclaim the unending, that's what I want you to see, the unending, boundless, fathomless, huh? fathomless, incalculable, exhaustless riches. So tonight I want to ask you, if you know you have access to a wealth that is fathomless, that cannot be calculated, that cannot be searched out, what will you do? I'm asking you a question. And it is true that God has given us access to this. No human container can contain this. There is no human. The, the whole earth cannot contain the riches of the glory of God. It can't. So these things are in the spirit. Everything that God does in your life and in my life is in the spirit. And it is going to take faith to bring it from the spirit into the natural. We're going to talk about it. The last time I'm here, I did a lot of teaching on faith. It's very important. Faith is not something you put on and you put off. Faith must be a lifestyle. For we walk by faith and not by sight. It's not something you switch on when you need it to work. No. Can I have amen? Isaiah 45. It cannot be kept here in the earth realm. So you cannot assess it with your senses. That's why the Bible says that the natural man can never understand the things of the spirit of God. You can't use your mind. We're going to look at it from scripture. Your mind cannot assess. The reason why most of us are where we are, because you are trying to assess the things of the spirit of God with your reasoning. Doesn't make sense. So you won't, you, you won't get yourself involved. Isaiah 45, verse 1. That says the Lord to his anointed, to Cyrus, whose right hand are holding. 
to subdue nations before him and I'll lose the loins of kings and to open before him the two leaf gates and the gates shall never be shut. I prophesy over you tonight. God will open great doors for you. And no man can shut it. No demon can shut it. No demon can shut it. No force of darkness can shut the door that Yahweh has opened for you. There is an open door before you. Am I talking to somebody here? There are opportunities coming your way. In 2022, I make a declaration. You will go where nobody believes you can get to. Your children shall go where nobody expected your children, your sons and your daughters and your grandchildren to get to a decree by the word of the Lord that every every limitation over your life is lifted. Every doorway anything that the enemy has placed over your life in the name of Jesus I command and lift her today in the name of Jesus. I decree an open door. I decree an open door. I deal with every adversary that is that is antagonizing you from entry into the door that Yahweh has opened to you in the name of Jesus and I decree by the word of the Lord you shall meet some of them in the air, in, in at the airport you shall meet some of them on your job you shall meet some of them on the streets in the name of Jesus I prophesy right now that while you are here somebody is thinking about you how can I do to be a blessing am I talking to somebody here lift up your hand and somebody shout a big amen. Take your seat, take your seat, take your seat. And I will go before thee. I will make every crooked path straight. If this scripture is not true, the interesting thing is, Bishop, this is a word to a Gentile, and a non-covenant man, Cyrus. He is out of covenant. Yet God said, I'm going to anoint you. Now, if God can give these promises to a Gentile out of covenant with God. I will make crooked, every crooked path straight. I will break in pieces the gate of brass and cut in asunder the bars of iron. And I will give to thee the treasures of darkness. Church, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. The forces of darkness that guard wealth on this earth if you make an attempt to resource it or assess it without the power of God over your life, you die. Let me tell you, while you are minding your business on your job, the next person to your cubicle, you don't know what they serve. You don't know the kind of sacrifices they make on a daily basis. You, you are asleep. You have no idea who's, who the person that is closest to you on your job. You don't know what they are doing. Christians, we are the most laziest people of all faiths. We are the most laziest. We take the grace of God for granted. And we believe that things must be as it has been said. Without any effort from our part. It's not true. Tonight, I'm teaching you from the word of God. Me, I'm a student of the word. No gimmicks. Word. It's word. Can I have Amen. And I'll give unto you the treasures of darkness, the hidden riches of secret places, that that may know. Now, if this scripture is not true, then every scripture is not true. It is telling you that there are hidden treasures. We call it the riches of his glory. It's hidden, it's secret. And until God causes you to assess it, you will live a broke life. 
Your project will never be sponsored. You will, wait, you will pray until all your hair falls down. Yeah. What does Solomon say? Solomon doesn't use the riches of his glory. But he has another word for it. And let's look at it. Proverbs chapter 8 verse 18. All of them that did great things were able to assess. As for Paul, God gave him a special revelation about the riches of the glory of God. I have done a thorough study on the riches of his glory. Paul is the only one who speaks about the riches of the glory. You, you can't define it because it is not just money. It deals with every aspect of your life. It deals with God's kindness. It deals with God's favor. It deals with God's protection. I mean, everything is in the glory, the riches of that glory. It's not just about finance. Oh my God. Riches and honor are with me. Yea, durable riches. Durable riches. Durable. In the Amplifier said, riches and honor are with me. Enduring wealth. Enduring wealth. So guess what? When as I grow older, the better I will become. The richer I will become. The happier I will become. Am I talking to somebody here? Because the blessing of God uh, is enduring. What God gives me, I don't lose it. I refuse to grow older and grow poorer. I refuse. In my, my side of the family, all the men makes money until they get to 45. And then they start losing everything. So by the time they die, they come back to live in the family house. I'm talking about people who owns properties that were rented by embassies in the city. They lose everything. That is the order of Satan. The order of Satan is to make you suffer while you are growing older. So. While you are growing older, you have to work harder and more hours to survive. But tonight, I reverse that satanic order. Oh, I'm not. I say I reverse that satanic order. Come on, be, stand, stand with me. Stand with me. Clap your hands and say, in the name of Jesus, I reverse that satanic order. In the name of Jesus, say, the older I grow, the better I'll become. The older I grow, the healthier I'll become. Come on, clap your hands and pray right now. Come on here. Come on, clap your hands and pray. Magadaya. Hey, ma, 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 ma. Jesus. Morabakanda Bahayama. Jesus, a good man, lived an inheritance to his children's children. My wealth shall increase. My value shall increase. In the name of Jesus, I refuse to follow the footsteps of my fathers and my uncles. In the name of Jesus, the son of the living God. Mo, mo, shabakata. Hey, magaduma, igabahaya mahai. Jesus, the son of the living God. Hallelujah. Take your seat. Take your seat. Let's keep on rolling tonight. Luke chapter 16, verse 11. Uh, different people have different names for what Paul calls the riches of his glory. Luke chapter 16, verse 11. If therefore you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, 
who shall commit into your hands the true riches. Now hear me. The devil speaks lies. Man speaks facts. God speaks truth. Everything that is truth is factual. But not everything that is factual that is truth. Truth is constant. It doesn't change. Serious teaching. Truth is constant. So God says, I give that true riches that is constant, that doesn't change. But it is predicated on your faithfulness. That is why I said to you the other day that God did not call you to be successful. Success is a product of your relationship with God that have to deal with your faithfulness. I prefer to have Bishop Frank, I prefer, I'm not going to come, I'm, I'm going to just hang around here a little bit. I prefer to have a worker in my office who is faithful but not talented. And I can train the person the talent because you can never teach anybody how to be faithful. At any given day of my life, I will choose a faithful person over an intelligent person, over a talented person, because an unfaithful person will destroy everything I'm trying to build. Unfaithfulness. When you are unfaithful, you are unfaithful. Prayer doesn't make you. you nobody has prayed and said, Lord, I am praying that you make me faithful. God doesn't make anybody faithful. Faithfulness is a character trait that you develop from inside. So if you don't develop yourself and become intentional about it, you will never be faithful. So you can walk in this house, be part of the prayer, be part of the team, be moving around with us, and still you are very unfaithful. You are unreli- An unfaithful person is an unreliable human being. Know why most of us are suffering? Because you were depending on an unfaithful person. Eh? The Bible says that when you depend on an unfaithful person in a time of trouble, it's like a broken tooth. Let me quote it properly. Confidence in an unfaithful man in a time of trouble is like a broken tooth and a feet out of joint. That's the Bible. Confidence. In an unfaithful person, in a time of trouble, because it is only in a time of trouble you're going to find out who is faithful and who is not. I didn't ask you to clap. So if you are clap, clap, do it better. Come on. Okay, so so Jesus has a better way of 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 talking about the riches of the glory. He calls it what the true riches that is undepletable. That is constant. That never ever changes. Solomon calls it enduring wealth. Can I have amen? Amen. Moses calls it power. Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 18. He said, Moses called it power. Okay? But I shall remember the Lord thy God. It is he that giveth you the power to get wealth. If you try to get wealth, Outside of God, you are going to hurt yourself because it comes with a lot of sorrow and compromises. You have to do things that you shouldn't do to get what you need. Anytime you try to make anything outside of God, 
a, a young woman in our church, having seen for a couple of years, Bishop Frank, having seen her for a couple of years, all of a sudden, a gentleman comes into our office and says to me, the lady is dead and that they believe that she comes to church. I said, I called the office. I said, I, I, I want to see a picture. Show me a picture of the lady. I said, I don't know this woman. So she used to come to church here. I said, well, I don't think she is a member of our church. I will never, I, will, I, refuse, I refuse to get involved with any dead person who is not or who has not been obligated to me. If you are not obligated to me, I am not obligated to you. Let it sink in. This is not salvation army. This is not salvation army. This is the kingdom of God. This is the kingdom of God. So I found a letter that she was doing a, a home care for three years, never comes home. The man she was taking care of, the man had ace. And the man was pushing her with money, $10,000, so, so, and so. And she was sleeping with the man without knowing that the man has ace. They didn't tell her uh, uh, privacy and all those concerns. They didn't tell her that the man, had, and so she had all this, she's made all this money only to find out that she has been carrying ace for the past three years without medication. Meanwhile, the man is taking medications. It's not wickedness, it's foolishness on the part of the woman. Trying to make money outside. You are, you are in living, you don't even remember that you belong to a church. Died just like that. Left all the money for the husband who didn't like her. I will give you power to get wealth. And the, the, the word power that goes beyond uh, 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 explosive force. It deals with the wisdom of God. The power there deals with the wisdom. That is what Moses said. Moses said, the power to get wealth is in wisdom. We have seven branches of wisdom. Number one, we have knowledge. Number two, we have understanding. Number three, we have prudence. Number four, we have discretion. Number five, we have counsel. Then we have subtlety. Am I talking to somebody here? Uh, so we have, the, the, the Bible says that uh, wisdom have built her house and have hewn seven pillars. Now, when you commit yourself to God, God manifests into your life these seven wisdom, the, the seven pillars of wisdom to manifest in your life. The most pathetic person on earth is the person who have knowledge without understanding. Yesterday I told you that knowledge appeals to your mind. Understanding and revelation changes your heart. Once you have a revelation of something, you don't need anybody to talk to you. See, you don't need anybody because you, 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 you have a revelation of this. Nobody must tell you. See, when you get understanding or understanding about the mystery of the first fruits, and the firstborn, like some of us have done, and some people in my church, they, they gather their, fir their first fruit in December, and they pay it first of January before they get the first fruits. You know why? Because they have come to understand the revelation. I will give you power to get wealth. I will give you the wisdom. That's the wisdom that people like 
Jacob had, the boy have not gone to any science university. But that boy can outmaneuver and through genetic coding, change the color and the gender of animals without any education. I, I want to tell you that God is God have a sense of humor. Let me tell you something. When you are connected to God, God can breathe into you the spirit of wisdom and you handle situations and you run a business that people that have gone to business school with masters in business can never do. Ah, do I have some people in the house? Wisdom. The wisdom of God. The wisdom of God. Then David calls it the blessing. And Solomon picked it up from David. In Psalm 112, he calls it the blessing. The blessing. The blessing. Praise the Lord. Blessed, happy, fortunate to be envied. Okay. Praise ye the Lord. Blessed is the man that feared the Lord, that delighted greatly in his commandments. My God, his seed shall be mighty upon the earth. The generation of the upright shall be blessed. Look at it. Wealth and riches shall be in his house. You know, when you read that scripture very carefully, from the letters, you're going to realize that the word shall be is in italics. Why is it in italics? It's not supposed to be there. But the translators of the scriptures cannot fathom the fact that you are poor and you are saying riches are in your house. So they put it there. Man of God, do you see that? Yes, it's in italics. So they put it there to make you accept and make you comfortable. It means that as a child of God, as a covenant child of God, wealth and riches are already in your house. What you need is the manifestation and it shall manifest. I'm not hearing you. Come on here. I say it shall manifest. There is no power from hell that can stop you. Listen, the best is yet to come. I, I, am I talking to somebody here? You think you have the best house. God is about to blow your mind with a better one. In a better neighborhood, your sons and your daughters are going to make you proud. Am I talking to a believer in the house? Lift up your hand and give me a big amen. Are you here with me? Stand and just clap your hands. Do something and just give God some praise in the house. Yeah. 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 It's in my house. That's why you cannot sit down. That's not, you cannot judge me by my present condition. I am just waiting for manifestation. I am carrying a blessing. Look at it. The Bible says, and uh, the uh, wealth and riches. And I said, blessed is the man. The blessing of God over your life ensures that you can never be poor. It's impossible. It can't happen. It can never happen. I say it can happen. I'm not here. I say it can never happen. His son Solomon picked it up again in a book of Proverbs chapter 10 verse 22. And he said the blessing of the Lord. It. 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 The operative word there is the word it. See. If you don't read this scripture very well, you're going to think that the blessing are the things you have. But the blessing are not the things. If things are the blessing, then all drug dealers are blessed. Then all the people that steal government money to build houses and to build, buy homes for their girlfriends, all of them are blessed. They are not. Things are not. 
that you can carry a, let, let me say something to you. You can carry a blessing and yet you don't have anything. But it's just a matter of time. Oh my God. Uh, oh my God. You can carry a blessing. You know, you know jo, jo, uh, Jacob. He, he, he watched Jacob. He like, ah, this boy. Liban. This boy. This boy. There is something about this boy. Since this boy came to this house, everything is changing. And yet, he was a servant taking care of the, the sheep. It's possible that the business you are in, the company you are in, the store you are managing, it is your presence that is keeping the business. Am I talking to somebody here? It's your pre- they know. They won't tell you. The Bible said he was so worried that one day he went to look for diviners. And we know that because the Bible said when, he, when Joseph come, and when uh, Jacob comes and said, I want to go to my father's house. The Bible says, he said to him, I've learned by experience. The word experience is the word divination. I've consulted the oracles. And they have shown me that you are carrying something. Church, your enemies know you are carrying something. It is only you alone that doesn't know what you are carrying. My God, come on here somebody. I say your enemies know you are carrying something. They have consulted the witches. They have consulted the wizards. Am I talking to somebody here? They have dealt with the oracles and they know who you are. They know it's just a matter of time. I came to prophesy to somebody tonight. It is just a matter of time. If you are here, just stand on your feet and give God a clap offering. Oh, you are a blessed man. God bless you. Take your seat. To support Bishop Dominic New Love Alities Ministry, visit www.lfmic.org slash give to give online and lfmic at aol.com or 914217071 on Cash App, Zelle, and PayPal, or 0246471458 on MTN Mobile Money. Thank you. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, you want to know more? Joseph, look at Joseph. Look at, the Bible says that, and Potiphar saw that everything that was in the hands of Joseph prospered. How can you be a slave in the house of your master and yet everything is prospering? The Bible says until he put into his hands everything. Now watch this. The blessing of God will never allow you to remain at the bottom. It's just a matter of time. Am I talking to somebody here? I say it's just a matter of time. Am I talking to somebody? It's just a matter, you know, the blessing can never, you can't, it is impossible. And bless, people who understand what I'm teaching, they don't run, they don't fight, they don't kill other people, they don't, they don't destroy others to get ahead. It is, they, they understand. Me, I walk in my own lane. I understand that when my season is here, I will shine, I will rise. I prophesy over somebody to 
tonight. My God, when your season is come, you will arise. Come on here, and your rising up shall be in style. I say your rising up shall be in style. Your children will arise. Your sons and your daughters, they shall arise. Am I talking to a person here? Lift up your hand and shout a big amen. Until, until I started asking God, I said, Father, what is this blessing? And he said, the blessing is a spiritual momentum. I said, spiritual momentum? Spiritual momentum? He said, yeah. He said, it's a momentum. He said, a momentum is an irresistible force. Now, this force is not coming from earth. It's coming from heaven. As a result of man's obedience, that allows you to overcome obstacles in the earth realm. Attracting favor, attracting favor, both spiritual and natural assistance in the earth realm to overcome obstacles and to be able to do what God has called you to do with ease. So I can tell you, Pastor Frank has not said a lot to me, but I can tell you that having this property here came without a battle. Came without a battle. I don't know the battles we fought. I fought my own battles in New York. They told us we can never use the property for church. It's too big. They are losing every, in those days, about 20 years ago, the first building we bought, they said they are, they are going to lose over $50,000 in, in taxes. So they will never, they said, no matter where you go, no, it, you will never have this place. The city council, the mayor, I said, I said you have no idea who sent me here. <laughs> you have no idea. Guess what? They have passed a law and in cooperation with the churches in the place to ensure that no church will come into the neighborhood. I said, minus me. I'm carrying a blessing. Every obstacle must give way. Am I, am I talking to somebody here? Listen, they lifted the ban for us and drafted us in and closed it back. It will work. It will work. One of the indications of the blessing over your life is the obstacles you overcome. So I say a lot of people get into some situations and then they run away. So you are always running. You are in church. You have some situations in church. You are tired. You go to another church. So you keep on running. You never stop. There is a, there is a spirit that, listen, there is a demon that will fight you when the demon realizes, I'm going to come to it very soon, that God has connected you to your savior. Every one of us, we need a savior. Okay, let, let me give you the scripture. I'll give you the scripture. You see, let me tell you, there are people, eh? If not because God brought you here, you would have died. Easy. Second Kings, Second Kings, chapter 13, verse four and five. And then we'll read Nehemiah chapter 9, verse 27. The Lord told me, you have no idea what I've... Listen, I live in New York, eh? I have one shoe. My uncle will tell you. When my uncle will come and visit me in New York. Bishop, you remember? My room was like this. The TV is at the corner. My toilet and the bath is here. My bed is here. And then the stove is somewhere in the corner with a small cabinet. That's all. And when he comes and, uh, and he's leaving, I'll be crying. And you'll be crying at the airport because he brought me some kind of hope. Trust me, until one day I fell in the snow after all night. I don't know if I've shared my story. Crying in the snow after all night. 
praying, prayer giant, prayer, prayer machine, and I'm broke. Wore one suit. I have three jackets, one black pants, black, red, and green, because I like green a lot. So I'll change them, and I'll wear the same. So me, if you see me in white shirt all the time, I don't wear white shirt by design. I wear white shirt by default. I'm telling you, I'm not telling you something that I've not experienced. Church people, we'll close from church, and every, a few people that are, were there, all of them will drive away and leave me. One day, I walk from 219th to um, Amsterdam and Broadway, 153rd. I walked for about two, three hours. New York, nobody walks. But the money for me to get into uh, the subway, I didn't have. I was in the snow, and I heard a voice. And a voice said to me, I was crying. Couldn't get up. And the voice said to me, he said, son, you will never be broke again. Another day of your life. Give God a clap of him. You see, revelation is important too. You see, the way I speak, the way I preach, the way I, it's because what I am sharing with you is a conviction. It's a revelation. It's not something I've read from books. The things I teach, you don't see them in any book. He said, you will never be broke again. He said, I will teach you how to prosper. And then you will teach other people how to prosper. And I'll connect you to my source. And you help a lot of churches to explode. And I can tell you how many churches, by the grace of God, that God has used me to raise and to build from nothing. Because sometimes the problem in the church is not anointing. The problem in the church is money matters. And God started teaching me how to prosper. You don't understand? My daughter... Veronica, I know she's watching. Veronica comes to me and says, Daddy, why can't, we, why can't we be regular children? I said, what do you mean by regular children? Tell me what regular children do. He said, in this house, there is no milk. Nana, no milk. When we do cereal, we use water. There is no soda. There is nothing. Everything is water. When at all are we going to be regular? And I look at my daughter and I said, you wait. Very soon, milk will be coming through your ears. Yeah. Watch this. 2 Kings chapter 13, verse 4 and 5. Oh Lord, help me. Joah has besought the Lord, and the Lord God hearkened unto him because they were being oppressed. And for he saw the oppression of Israel because the king of Syria oppressed them. And the Lord gave Israel a savior. Now, why is it that when they were being oppressed and they spoke to God, why is it that God did not deliver him, them himself? God sent them a savior. The rest of the scripture, okay, verse 4 and 5, eh? God sent them a savior. God sent them a savior so that they went out from under the hand of the Syrians. And the children of Israel dwell in their tents like before. So sometimes until God brings a savior into your life, you will be in bondage the rest of your life. That's why your prayer is to cover your savior. Am I talking to somebody here? Your prayer is to make sure because your Savior carries grace. Give God a better clap offering than that. Nehemiah chapter 9 verse 27. Let me unfold this very quickly. My God. My, 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 my. Therefore, you delivered them into the hand of their enemies. 
That's they were, when you keep on reading from the beginning, he, he said they sinned, they did this, they committed iniquity. God delivered them into the hand of their enemies. Who vexed them? And in a time of their trouble, when they cried unto thee, you heard them from heaven according to your manifold mercies that thou giveth unto them saviors. So your man of God is an act of God's mercy. Let me say something to you. Your man of God is not supposed to be perfect. If you find a perfect man of God, come and tell me, and I'll join you. Let me say this, and this is part, I believe, if God allows me, I'll deal with a little bit on Sunday morning. Every man of God has two sizes, okay? He has the natural side, and then he has the spiritual side. You don't deal with your man of God on the natural side. You are privileged to be in the house of your man of God. You see some situations in the house of your man of God. You don't go out and say, hey, I didn't know. You It's a privilege. You are not supposed to be there in the first place. Now watch this. The reason why many of us don't receive anything because I want to tell you tonight, everything that God has for you, is it is stored in your deliverer. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. The vessel is earth, clay, but there is treasure in it. When you go out to buy milk, you don't buy the container, you buy the milk, but without the container, you can't assess the milk. And so I've learned, and I'll deal with that on Sunday, to invoke the supernatural side of my man of God so that I can benefit from the grace of God. I refuse to listen to anything that anybody will have to say about my man of God. It is not my business. It's not my business. Come on, lift up your hand and shout a big amen. Are you here with me? It is not my business. It's not my business. It's not my business. God showed the mercy by giving them saviors. You find it in the New Testament all over. If you don't discover, sometimes you need to discover your deliverer. We have financial deliverers. So sometimes you are praying for God to heal you. You need to find somebody who carries the grace for healing. Otherwise you will die. Because there are certain sicknesses you can't deal with. I told you yesterday. He said to Moses, go and tell Aaron. The, go and tell Moses, this is the way he must bless the children of Israel. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you. The Lord raise his countenance upon you and give you peace. And he said, when he has said that, I, the Lord, will put my name on the children and I will bless them. Why is it that God didn't bless them himself? You think God will interrupt people's life for nothing? Listen. Me, this is my uncle, I will tell you. This man here, listen, maybe he hasn't told you. This man, in those days, he will go and write exams for people and charge them. You see, his head small like that. O level, A level, mass, including what he hasn't done, history. I don't know what was in his mind. He can go and write history that he hasn't done. He will charge you and you get A. I'm telling you, he's my, I'm telling you, you don't know him. 
You don't know this man. Now, can you imagine if God didn't call him and he has continued with his education? So you realize that it is an act of God's mercy to interrupt his life because of you. Give God a better clap offering. Don't look at my face like that. Give God a better clap offering. And those of you are watching, you are in your living room, you are drinking coffee and tea. Come on, give God a clap offering in your living room. Come on here. They don't know. Pastor Frank is writing exams, eh? I don't know. I, can I say it in three? Can I? Eh? You interpret. I should interpret. Eh? We need more dear no senior papers. Radina wa bona pepe wenye bi. He's laughing at the people around him. I mean, this man here, he will find, listen, it doesn't matter where the examiner keeps the paper, he will find the paper. <laughs> you see, he doesn't laugh, that's the way he is. <laughs> he will never laugh. So, so when they come in and they are trying to get the one who stole the paper, he'll be quiet sitting there, all of you will be beating, and he will never blink the eye. I don't know how he's able to be able to submerge this emotion like that. <laughs> One of these days I'll come here and I will tell you stories. You remember I told you in the 60th birthday, those of you who were there, I told you some. <laughs> you have no idea. You must thank God. Listen, I'm with him in London. We are, I'm in his house in London. Somebody drove. Where did the guy come from? He drove from very far. He heard that. Pastor Frank is a pastor. He said, no, no, no. That man can never be a pastor. <laughs> he, he drove from about three hours just to come and see if the man is, still, is through a pastor. He said, what do they say you are? You say, you, you are a pastor. Oh, he will never be happy. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm trying to tell you that just by sheer mercy of God, his manifold wisdom. Am I talking to you? Because I want you to understand that what you need is not in me. What you need is not another person. What you need is in this man. So if you don't discover him, you will suffer. Come on, am I talking to somebody here? You must discover your deliverer. That's why you come to church, you don't follow people. Sit down. Oh my God. My God. Jesus. Matthew chapter 6, verse 19 and 21. Okay? So, and then, then let me just talk a little bit about the process. Because that's why I'm here. I'm just trying to, you know, open some few truths to you. And then I'll take a few minutes to talk about how this thing works. Some of the things that God taught me. Listen, Bishop Alote, if, I'm tell, if I tell you that I have any financial condition, I'm lying to you. It's not true. I discovered the mystery of tapping into this source. My life has never been the same. Jesus said, lay not up treasures here on the earth where the mouth can corrupt, rust and corrupt. So every resource can be corrupted. Every resource, it easily, easily. Years ago, my uncle, 
died. They fought over the house and all that and all that. They drove us, another house we're living, they drove everybody away. The house he left, okay, that the children and all the people were fighting for that. They had the house, they couldn't even handle the house. Fast forward, years after, I'm in Accra, minding my business. The, the sons and some of the girls comes. What do they want me to do? They want me to go and repair the house because there is a crack at the back that they could not fix. So they want me to go and repair the house and then rent the houses. And then after I make my money, I give them the back the house. Have you heard it before? It's not, you see, not my uncle. It is corruptible. It is, it is destructive. That's what I'm trying to tell you. The durable riches, the source, is never corruptible. The angels of God guard a good man, leaveth an inheritance to his children's children. Eh? And so God is able to preserve what you work for, your house, your inheritance, your properties, 50 years, 100 years later, your great-grandchildren will still be celebrating you for, and they will build on what you left behind. Am I talking to somebody here? That is how God's wealth works. So Jesus said, do not place your mind on this earth resources where the mouth and the rust can corrupt and things can break through and steal. But he says, lay your treasure. Give me the scripture. Lay your treasure. Look at it. Verse 20. He said, but lay up your treasure in heaven. Where neither mouth or rust does corrupt. And thieves, in other words, shift your focus from the earth to the heavens. Let me give you two principles. And then let me now talk about how to assess this. And then let's close. I want to anoint everybody. I can guarantee you, look at what is going to happen to you in the next few days and in the next few weeks. I carry grace. I, I know that. It's, it's, it's some kind of anointing that is upon my life for favor that your enemies will come to you and beg you to accept from them. Number one, you must locate God's agenda in your heart. Locate God. Psalm 35, verse 27. Look at it. Let them shout for joy that favor this righteous cause. Let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified who have pleasure in the prosperity of his children. Let them shout for joy who favor. Let me ask you a question. What cause of God are you favoring right now? I'm asking you a question. What cause of heaven are you favoring on earth? Because he has pleasure in the prosperity of his children because he knows that his children need to prosper so that they can favor his cause in the earth realm. So what cause are you favoring? Are you running away from God's causes? A lot of God's causes on earth that God have commanded us. That he said that he will establish his covenant with that he saw with our fathers. So God has a purpose in your wealth. This same scripture comes like Matthew chapter 6 
where the Bible says that seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things. This scripture is the same. It's only that the wedding is different. It's the same. It's the same. Just the wedding is different. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So my question is, what are you seeking? God said, this mystery of my glory and my wealth is a secret, but I will reveal my secret to my saints. Okay? Who favors my cause? So if you're not favoring God's cause, God is not going to expose you because when you are exposed to these riches, you will use it to glorify yourself and Satan. Some people will come to wealth and they will never come back to church. I've seen a lot. Some people play their instruments. They come to wealth and they will never play their instruments. It's now below them. Some people sing in the choir. After they come into some kind of promotion and increase, singing in the choir is now below their standard. Some people clean the toilets. They clean the church. Once they come into some kind of wealth, cleaning the church and the toilet is below them. So God is saying, I can't cause you to assess my glory of the riches if you are not favoring a cause. You must favor, you must find a cause in the kingdom of God and favor it. And the best thing, find out, go to your man of God and ask your man of God, what are the causes that you are involving? Let me sow into that cause. Are you building in Ghana a church, a school for, for God's people, poor people? Let me favor that cause. I have a school. Almost about a, a third of them, we have to give them scholarship because if we don't pay for them, they can't come to the school in Accra. And so I have to get people from our church to sponsor them and pay their fees. If without them, they will never go to school. Last two months, man of God, we were, we were in our area where the church is. We went to the cemetery. And people were sleeping in the cemetery. People, my sister, women have brought forth children in the cemetery. And we went there and witnessed to them. We brought them out of the cemetery. How can I go back to America without finding a place for them to stay? Because I must remove them from the cemetery. So you know what we did? We have to put some to go and learn how to do hair. We have to take some to learn plumbing. We have to, and we are paying for all these people. Go and learn, oh, I want to be part of the construction. So we put them in the construction and I'm paying for And I don't even know how the money comes to me to do all this. But I realize once I discover a cause and put myself into it, God starts resourcing me. Isado, when you see human beings sleeping in the cemetery, I'm talking about Ghana. I'm not talking about who, I'm talking about Accra. Number two, Joshua chapter one, verse eight. You have to bear with me tonight. I have to download this because I'm not coming back to this. Joshua chapter one, verse eight. You have to be a principal living man. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. But thou shalt meditate day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then you will make your way prosperous. The day I discovered this scripture, my life changed. That is God has placed principles in his word. 
that through the principles, I can determine the outcome of my life. Principle living. Psalm 37, verse 37. He said, mark the upright man and see his end. His end is full of peace. In other words, if you can tell me the principle that governs your life, I can tell you the outcome of your life. If I know the principle that governs you. You see, the problem with the church is that we are not interested in principle living. We are interested in somebody coming to us and putting our hands, his hands on us and telling us, my son, tomorrow morning you become a millionaire. Listen, why I am on this, let me tell you something. A lot of, a lot of what we call prophetic ministries are divination. Because there is a thin line between divination and prophecy. The fact that somebody is saying the right thing doesn't mean that it's from the spirit of God. The girl in Acts chapter 16, these are the men that show us the way of the Lord. And she was a diviner. It took a while for Paul to know by the spirit that the girl was a, well, has, the source is the spirit. That, this is the reason why a lot of prophets, not all of them, but a lot of prophets can tell you present events. Why? Because divination deals with familiar spirits. And familiar spirits are spirits that, that are in families. And especially those of us who are from certain tribes. We have this uh, divination in our families. Tonight, if I am a prophet and I, I'm mentioning people's name and their home number, the whole place will be packed. And I said to them, if you don't know your mother's name, if you don't know your name, go and ask your mother. I'm telling you, listen, I'm telling, I have a prophet come to my church years ago. And then he said to this woman, mention the name, mention the address, the house number, the phone number, the everything. And I said to the woman, the Lord is telling me that you must move from New York to Arizona. Hey, hey, Arizona. So I called the woman to my office. He said, no, 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 you brought this prophet here. Jamaican woman, you know Jamaican woman. When they say, hey, it's hey. One thing I love about Jamaicans, when they love you, they love you. When a Jamaican woman loves you, they really love you. When a Jamaican woman don't like you, they will never pass by your house. Trust me. <laughs> you know, and, 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 so, and so watch this, watch this, watch this. So the woman, I said everything, convict, tried to convince her. She refused, packed back everything and left and went to Arizona. Then three months time, the prophet comes back. Then the prophet is praying for people. And then he happened to go to the same woman. And then she asked the woman, who told you to go to Arizona? And the whole church said, you. I closed the meeting immediately. You know how many people, I lost people in my church. From that, that. so it tells you that the fact that somebody is telling you these things. Principle living. Tell me what is guarding you. This man, he said, but his delight is in the law of the law. And in his law, does he meditate day and night? This man, this man, this woman, this man, this man shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of his leaves shall not never wither. And whatsoever he doeth, it shall prosper. 
Amen. But his delight is in the law. This scripture is the same as Joshua chapter 1 and the same as the one in the book of Timothy that he talks about all scripture is given by the inspiration of God and is profitable for it's just different words but it's the same thing. John 15, the same thing. Okay, I've given you two principles. Now let me give you this and let's close. So watch this. The way the processes of a tap, tapping into God's sources, the process is the same. It doesn't change. It always starts from the natural to the supernatural. I need you to get this part of, of this teaching very well. It always begins in the natural and then it ends up in the supernatural. Always. And you're going to find out from scripture that the natural always precedes the supernatural. The natural always precedes the supernatural. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 46, he said, How be that was not first spiritual, but that which is natural, afterward, that which is spiritual. Okay, so the, the natural, so watch this. Watch this. We're going, to, we're going to do this a little. I'm going to step off your way in a little bit. But, but watch this. Watch this. The reason why most of us cannot assess the sources of God to do what we have to do is because fear stops you from stepping in in the natural. Okay. Now watch this. So in the book of John, he comes and says, they have no wine. So, woman, what do I have to do with you? Then Jesus says, go and bring, you know, fill the containers with water, natural. Your reasoning tells you that we are not talking about water. We are talking about wine. So your reasoning is going to stop you from obeying God. Your reasoning, the biggest enemy that you have in yourself is your reasoning. They followed and then they go and they, they fill the containers with water. And the Bible said, uh, he said, now I want you to scoop it and go and give it to the, the, the governor of the feast, natural. All the activities preceding the, the, the manifestation of the supply is natural. But guess what? Once they took the natural step, where your natural strength fails, the supernatural takes over. Okay, well, you can make us see. You can cleanse us. Ten lepers. Jesus says to them, go and show yourself to the priest. Now, if you are a leper, when you get healed, you go and show yourself to the priest. They were still lepers. He said, go and show yourself to the priest. Indicating that they are already healed. Why? Because Jesus is speaking in the supernatural, trying to connect them to the supernatural resources. Out of it come healing. Now watch this. Watch this. Don't, don't clap. Now watch this. So the Bible says that they started taking the steps. Lepers, on their way, they realize that they are cleansed. Now, if they did not take that natural step, every one of the miracles that Jesus performed follows the same pattern. And I'm going to show you a scripture and I'm going to end with it. Every one of them, from the Old Testament to the New Testament, shut the door, get containers, and pour the oil, natural steps. As the woman started doing that, 
The Bible says that the oil did not stop until all the containers were filled. The natural triggers the supernatural. Now hear me. Faith is the bridge that connects the natural to the supernatural. So if your faith is not working, it will be very difficult for you to move from the natural to the supernatural. Do you get it so far? Okay. The woman of Zarephath gathering sticks. They will die. They will eat and die. Elijah said, I want you to give me first. Natural. The woman goes out there, bake. Natural. Brings natural. She goes back and the thing is full. The natural always precedes the supernatural. So if your faith is not working, you can't move. That, this is the reason why you can hear every message and you can never move from your natural standpoint to the spiritual in order to tap into the resources of God. It works the same way all the time. Let's look at this scripture here. Matthew chapter 16. The woman with the issue of blood. Natural. If I may touch the hem of the garment. Natural. Just natural. Why is it that there were many people who were touching Jesus and they were not healed? Because the woman have made their mind release her faith in the natural step. Are you with me? Okay. Let's finish with this. Okay, so a wicked generation, chapter 4. A wicked and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign. And there shall be no sign given unto them. So in our, our generation, we don't want principles. We want signs. You want to wake up in the morning and everything is done. You are looking for a sign. And Jesus said, no, no, no. We won't show you any sign. And when his disciples were come to the other side, verse 5, they had forgotten to take bread. And this is human error. And there are situations, there are times that certain conditions in your life can bring you to a place where things can go bad. Sometimes it's not your fault. Sometimes it's not demonic. Sometimes it's not God. Sometimes it is just human error. But whatever it is, you are going to need to tap into the resources, the sources of God to access whatever you need. You have forgotten to take bread. You have forgotten to take bread. Amen? Indicating that they have a problem. You see, and I've taught, I've, did, I've done these lessons most of the time. Human beings exist to solve problems. You are created here on earth to solve problems. Your value on earth is connected to the problems you are solving for people. If you, your relevance is connected to your problem solving, it has nothing to do with how beautiful you are or how handsome you are. If you are not solving any problem, this morning when you step out of your house, you want to solve problems. Your income comes because you are solving problems. Come on, can I have a man? So there is a problem. There are certain problems that you need to just release your faith because human effort cannot solve it. Okay, so the Bible says that they have forgotten to take bread. And in verse 6, then Jesus said unto them, take heed. Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And they reason among themselves, saying, it, Is it because we have not taken uh, no bread? Okay, so, so when Jesus said that, Is it because we have not taken any bread? And guess what? I, I want you to also understand this. One of the things that you need 
to connect in your life all the time, you, you must always find a way to create a need. Not through wastage, but through problem solving for other people and projects. Because if you don't create a need, there'll be nothing for God to fail. Let me say it again. So when you start a project, you give heaven the opportunity to resource you to do that work. Otherwise, what you need will go to somebody else. Are you getting it? What you need will go to somebody. So you must always find a way. See, that woman in chapter 4 of 2 Kings, immediately the containers were filled. The oil stopped. When you have no need, okay, the supply stops. So you must always find a way where you are, you are creating, your mind must be working, a building project, a new assignment. You finish it to start something else. And then when, as you do that, you are giving heaven the opportunity to resource you. <laughs> Did you get that? Did you get that? So you must always empty yourself. And that's why God commands us to give. Because your giving creates an opportunity to God, for God to fill the vacuum. So it's a give, and it shall be given unto you, President, good measure. Why? Because you created a vacuum. And because there has to be no vacuum on earth, once you created that space, it has to be filled immediately. Let me finish with the scripture. Let's go, let's go. Help me. 15 minutes, I'll be done. Okay. And Jesus perceived, he said unto them, ye of little faith. So their problem is faith. He said, we didn't take any bread. We're going to die here. Jesus said, no, you, what your, what's your problem? You don't have, you don't. Look at Jesus' response to them. Why do you reason among yourself because you have no bread? So you know, you know what your problem is. You are always trying to factor your reasoning into the processes of faith. It doesn't make sense. You cannot factor your reasoning into what God is doing. It, 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 the doctor says you have three months to live. Okay, if you factor your reasoning into what the doctor said, your body will start this decompose. What do you call it? Deteriorating immediately. Immediately. So, so you realize that there are people who will be okay. They have a condition. Okay, and they don't know. As long as they don't know that they have this condition, they'll be okay. They are eating, they are moving around until the doctor tells them A, B, C, D. Then their reasoning moves in. Then the body starts responding to your reasoning and your, your body starts breaking down immediately. Then you start getting ready to die. All truths are para in every aspect. Am I teaching you tonight? You cannot factor your reasoning into what God is doing. You know how many times God will speak to me to do some crazy stuff. Crazy. And if I factor my reasoning into what God was telling me, I would have missed God. I would have missed God. Most of the time, I don't know, Bishop Frank, is if you, you have come to that point where God will speak to you to do some crazy stuff and your mind starts going, you are trying to find excuses because reasoning will always find an excuse why you shouldn't do this. The man of God was preaching in my church. The Lord says, stand up and sow a seed of $10,000. I said, $10,000? 
I'm talking to myself. $10,000. Sow what seed? He said, son, get up and sow that seed now. So I'm talking to myself. Then the preacher said, Bishop, do you want to say something? I said, no, no, no. I'm talking to myself. My reasoning is working. Why? Because my mind is telling me that I have jo- jo- uh, 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 Joel's fees to pay. Okay? That money I've put there for Joel's school fees. My reasoning is telling me if I touch that money, Joel will be sacked. It's for his school fees. My reasoning. But you see, God's word and God's commandment is superior. Let me say it again. God's commandment is superior to man's word. So you know what I did? I stood up and I lifted my hand. And he said, he said to me, he said, Bishop, you want to say something? I said, the Lord has asked me to sow a seed of, of $10,000 into your ministry, not in the church. But if I don't stand up to say it right now, I'll talk myself out of it. I'll find a way to talk myself out of this. So I'm just committing myself before I sit down. Okay? And guess what? That year was one of the most prosperous years in my life. Reasoning. Give me the scripture. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. I'm going to pray for you. Okay? The anointing only works when you now understand the word. And you are now working the word. Then the anointing will kick in. I told you yesterday. Okay? Then Jesus said, do you not understand yet understand? I love this scripture. Do you, don't you understand? We, I'm working with you. You see how this thing works? You, don't you see how it works? We were at the wedding of Cana. You saw how it works. We needed bread. How it worked. Two times the same process. Look at how the thing worked. Don't you understand how this thing works? That's what you say. Don't you understand? So you can sit in church and you will never understand. Don't you understand? Now look at what he's talking. He said, neither remember either five loaves or 5,000 and how many baskets he took up. Do you neither seven loaves or four or 4,000 and how many baskets he took up? So, so man of God, look at it too. He performed two miracles. The process is the same. Natural step, five loaves of bread, two fishes. Natural steps. He took it. He lifted it up. He, he blessed it. Spiritual momentum came upon it. He started distributing it. Distributing it. Natural step. The supernatural takes over. And then they collect baskets. And Jesus is saying, this process works the same way all the time. Remember, I did two, two of this. It, I used the same process. So if we need bread, you must remember how this thing works. I don't need to do this anymore. You must understand this and do this yourself. Why are you worried? Because we don't have bread. You see, so when you don't understand these processes of tapping into the resources, you always be anxious. I'm not anxious at all. Anxiety is not part of my life. I tell them, by the time I need what I need, it will be there. And it has never, God has never disappointed me. Why? Because I release my faith in that area and it always works for me. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Verse 11. How is it that you do not understand that I speak not about, uh, I, I speak not to you concerning bread, that it should be where of the leaven 
of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees. Yes, then they understood that he had he that he bade them not to beware of the leaven of bread. To support Bishop Dominic New Love Alities Ministry, visit www.lfmic.org slash give to give online and lfmic at aol.com or 914217071 on Cash App, Zelle, and PayPal, or 0246471458 on MTN Mobile Money. Thank you. Then they understood. They they can you imagine the 12 people followed him and he was doing odd. It's amazing how you can follow Pastor Frank and you see how he's working, how things are working, the processes he's using to get all these things done and you are not learning anything from him. Sometimes you have to sit down. Some guys in my church, after service, Bishop, they will corner me in the office and for three hours, they will be asking me questions of the things we taught. Then I understood because when Jesus taught the disciples, do you remember that even the disciples did not understand what Jesus was teaching? So it means that even the multitude that he was talking to, they didn't understand. It was when they went back home, they started asking him questions. They said, oh, this is what you mean. That, that is when God blesses you with the ability to be connected to a man of God, you take advantage to assess the information and the knowledge and the understanding he had. If I want to talk about understanding, you know, the last thing Jesus did, I'm ending with this, the last thing Jesus did, the Bible says when he stood in the temple, in the, in the house, and he lifted up his hand and he blessed them, the Bible says that he prayed for them that God would open their heart that they might understand the scriptures. Thank you, sir. Do, do you understand what I'm, I've taught you today? So start moving. Listen, as you start the project, it will shock you where money will come from. The only reason why you have stopped the project is because you don't have money. But you just start, listen to me. Even if I tell people, I said, listen, even if it's one worker over there, let that, that one worker go there and keep on doing something on the building. It will, immediately you stop, all their resources stops. That's how it works. I, I'm praying that God will open your heart to understand. So me, when I, stand a, when I start a project, I don't stop. I will keep on going until the project is done. This is a revelation that God has given to me. I've worked it. It's working for me like crazy. It is a revelation that God gave me. I have come to understand that God has more than enough to, to, to sponsor anything I want to do on earth. At the end of the day, he said, the silver is mine, the gold is mine. I will cause you to assess dark riches, secret riches in dark places. At the end of the day, he said, the, the, the heavens is mine and the fullness, the earth and the fullness, and everything that is in it. At the end of the day, he said, the heart of every human being is in my hand. At the end of, at the, end of the day, so I realized that the only reason why I'm not able to do what I have to do is because I stopped because my reasoning tells me I don't have the money. Lift up your hand.
God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.lfmic.org today for more information about the ministry of Dr. Dominic Alati. For more video and audio messages, find us on YouTube at Conquest TV and Dominic Alati Ministries and Living Faith Ministries International Church on Facebook for more information on our upcoming programs. Follow us on Living Faith Rima House Ghana on Instagram and please subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every week. Subscribe also to our YouTube channel for live service and many more. God bless you.